This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith, but come to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello, what is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. We're back at it again, episode 151. We have enough episodes of this show for the original Pokemon. You know, the original Pokemon that came out and uh, shit like that. So that's really cool. Um, we, we're finally there. Um, what have I been up to? I got a new computer monitor, so, like, the one I've been using had, like, a big line through it from damage and just moving damage and, you know, that kind of bullshit, you know? Uh, and so I finally decided to upgrade to a new one. So the one I had, it was 27 inches. It went up to, like, maybe, you know, I was getting, like, seven, no, 75 hertz. Uh, 1440p, 27 inches, and the new one is 32 inches, uh, same, same, uh, picture, 1440p, and then 165 hertz. So, apparently, I've been told, or, um... I was told. I was told that a higher frame rate is a better option for, uh... It's like a better option for, uh, like, first-person shooters. And, you know, 
I play Fortnite, which is technically a third-person shooter. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so apparently it's supposed to help me be better at video games. Um, no, we're, we're going to have to see there uh, how much better it is at video games. But uh, I don't even know if you need necessarily like a high refresh rate for like video editing. Cause I also need to make sure I had something good for like video editing. And then like for music production, you don't need, you don't need a, you could use this. I've seen people use CRTs. I think there it's one guy. And, uh, I think it's for like me. I think it's by his like keyboard for like the memes and shit like that. But yeah, no, I'm, uh, no, no. And, uh, I gotta say though, the last one I had was 27 inches and the current one is 32 inches. And, uh, yeah, five inches is actually, you know, contrary to popular belief, five inches is actually a lot. So, uh... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, but yeah, no. So that's been fun. I've been getting to try to figure that out. This one only has, like, one HDMI port. And, like, sometimes, like, those... HDMI splitters don't work, or at least the cheap ones you get at Walmart. If anyone knows of, like, a good one uh, to get that's, you know, like, a cheap, like, that's not, like, in, like $500 that's, like, it can switch, you know, HDMI ports. With, I don't know. Whatever you need. But, uh, no, it's been it's been cool. Uh, I've only tried Fortnite on it and then uh, work this weekend, you know, whatever work I had to do. Forgot to take my meds Friday. I don't know why. Dude, I got, I don't know what's going on with me and my meds. So I took, I forgot to take my meds Friday. I think it was just uh, an accident. It happens. And uh, and Saturday I woke up like, why do I feel like shit? And uh, so I, you know, and also didn't help. Uh, I ate Subway. I ate Subway two days in a row. And you know, you think Subway's the healthier option, but like McDonald's doesn't give me diarrhea. You know, Wendy's doesn't give me diarrhea. Burger King doesn't give me diarrhea, but Subway does. Like, you know, why Why is everything good in life come with consequences, you know? It is kind of the struggle we go through today. And uh, my playback, the, the screen I use for playback is the old monitor, and uh, it looks way better. But uh, it's also just to, like, make sure things are still recording, so... So that's cool. Um, can anybody tell me what can I do with these ladybugs? Uh, but yeah, no. Um, other than that, what else have I been doing this week? Uh, yeah, what did I do this week? I, I did. Yeah, I didn't do a lot. I I got the show done. Or I got I finished like the prep for the show Friday, and then I record Sundays, and it was just like my mind. I'm like, you're gonna be. You know how you didn't take your meds today. <laughs> you're gonna suffer tomorrow. Uh yeah. Um it's been okay. I guess it's I guess it's been like a, a slow week. I guess I'm okay with that. I think isn't yeah, next week is Thanksgiving. So we gotta do a Thanksgiving episode. Then we start the Christmas season. We got a lot going on, dude. We're we getting the I think I got episodes. Oh, I mean I gotta record them all, but I think I got episodes for the rest of the year kinda kinda planned out. Or at least middle sections at least so that's gonna be cool uh christmas season i'm actually i'm excited for the christmas season this is like the first thanksgiving that i don't have to like there's nothing like out of my way i have to do it's always i don't know it's always been i think it's been 
I guess since I graduated high school, well, even then, because I think we had to travel somewhere for some dumb fucking reason. But yeah, no, it's like, this is, might be the easiest Thanksgiving I have. Uh, you know, not even this week. It'll be next week when we do it. I don't have to, like, pre-record an episode, you know, like, you know, keep something, like, basically have to make two episodes in one week. And, you know, you think, like, oh, like, sitting down recording, it's not the hard part. The the actually having stuff to talk about is the hard part. But no, I think I'm just going to, like, a local family members and... I like. I even asked, like, do I need to bring any food or anything? And they're like, no. They're like, they got covered. I have to do. I'm, I'm the one in charge of Christmas. But like, tis the fucking season to to be jolly. Um, we have it. Your guys are gonna be hearing a lot of this next week. And uh, why you and <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, though, I guess this is my. This is like the last week of just of not holidays, you know, that's why I think Thanksgiving has to count in the holidays, you know, we just call it the holidays, like, we have to count Thanksgiving, and we're also not gonna, like, use it as, like, well, it used to be a celebration of white people invading this land, apparently, uh, now I'm just like, hey, why don't we just all be, why don't, like, Thanksgiving's when we start, let's just do one month a year, everyone, we just have to be nice to people, just one month a year. I do think people like, I'm not saying Christmas has to be your favorite holiday, but if you don't like Christmas though, like that's a red flag. Okay. Now it's like, it doesn't have to be your favorite. It's just, you know, you can't be like, I hate Christmas. Bah humbug. You know, people who are just like enjoy working and shit on Christmas. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Um, you know, I've been watching Loki and, you know, the season, we're going to talk about the season two, you know, coming up here, you know, uh, coming up very soon. But, you know, I'm starting to think that maybe the timeline that we are currently living on is, in fact, uh, a branched timeline. And some of you are thinking, that makes sense. But what was the event that caused us to branch on this timeline? I think I figured it out. I think that the police, or not the, you know, not the, the shitty one, the good ones, the, the band. Uh, I think that Sting of the police was never meant to be a musician or a bass player or something like that. I think that in the sacred timeline, Sting is just a serial killer in a soccer. Like a serial killer... He doesn't kill, like, serial characters. He doesn't kill fucking Count Chocula. He's, like, he kills multiple people. He's supposed to kill multiple people. He's supposed to stop people. But uh, the sting we have decided to go against that. So now we are currently on an alternate timeline where Sting never became a serial killer. And that is the timeline that we are currently on, folks. In case you were wanting to know, like, where did it all go wrong, most of us are thinking... 2016, Gorilla dies, you know, it's some, for some reason, all of us under, like, 40 right now, I think currently, or maybe, maybe we'll give it to 45, so, like, everyone under 45, just, like, for some reason, we all can kind of mutually agree that the death of Harambe, uh, sent us into an alternate timeline, so maybe, if I'm thinking about this right, maybe we were already on a branched timeline where 
Sting became a musician instead of a serial killer, okay? So we're already on this branch timeline. And then the timeline branches yet again when Harambe died. And so now we're on a branch timeline of a branch timeline. And we're so far deep into this, I don't even think I know where it begins and where it ends, you know? You know? Uh, Because life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. All right. Um... Yeah, no. Uh, check out my music under Sweezy. I still have plans. We're gonna we're gonna make some cool stuff. We're gonna we have some stuff coming along. Uh, so make sure you're checking out that that, that cool stuff under Sweezy. My social media is at the Sweezy. Uh, anywhere you get social media, uh, and especially go check out our TikTok. The views, my I don't know. I've I've almost been. I think they like silently blocked my account because I'm just like looking at the videos, unless it's like something wrong with like the the online scheduling of like the TikToks. I don't know, but I could really use your help over on TikTok, but cause like they are, they're kind of ringing me dry. Um, here's something to think about. Uh, so check that out. Um, we also have a cash app and we also have pay, uh, PayPal. Those are great ways to financially support us and say, thank you for being a friend, you know, and you know, just the best way possible. You know, you know what being a good, you know what being a good little noodle is. And, uh, and being a good little noodle, you're required to check that out as well. Uh, but don't forget all the free shit you can do. If you're listening to the show on an audio platform right now, make sure you go check out our YouTube page because our YouTube page is having all of the highlights. It has all we have. We post uh, shorts. Everyone has a different name. They're shorts on YouTube, not reels. I think the playlist is called Reels. And so uh, definitely go check. We have that. We have highlights. Uh, we have the full episode. So if you just want to put on my face instead of putting on the audio. It's really cool. We're trying to get into YouTube's partner program, and uh, I think the audio is great, but, you know, uh, tell your friends to watch us on YouTube. It's uh, definitely a concern we really need. Uh, but there's also other free shit you can do. You can, you know, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button on the videos, you know. Make sure you're checking that out. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, make sure you're leaving us comments, and if you're listening on an audio place, just leave us a review or give us... A star rating, I believe is what they say. So, uh, yeah. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Okay, let's jump into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? You may be asking, well, we're just going over what happened last week. It's it, it show comes out on a Wednesday, and you guys are like, huh, I wonder what happened last week. And now you get to know. So it's already happened for me. But uh, for you, you may not have known of all these uh Interesting news articles that you probably missed. So, uh, as our friend would say, let's just jump into it. Uh, this is from Lad Bible or LAD Bible. I've never known which one is right. Uh, this is one I've been, you've all sent me this one. So, we're talking about it so you guys can shut the fuck up and leave me alone. <laughs> uh, influencer responds to people saying she will regret tattoo a boyfriend's name on her forehead. And I'm just saying that if you're listening to the show, you may need to go check out the video real quick to see just what this chick looks like. The picture's up while I'm reading the article. Um, an influencer has decided to get her boyfriend's name tattooed across her forehead. Anna Stanskovic... Okay, we're going we're gonna to get it. Anna Stanskovic... 
Dan Skowski, there we go, Stan Skowski, uh, posted a video of her getting the stencil of Kevin drawn on the upper part of her face. She then sits down in a chair to get the design inked. In the clip posted on her Instagram page, she squirmed and frowned as the needle was apparently digging into her forehead. While it might have been a painful experience, she was shocked when it was all finished. She couldn't wipe the smile off her face when she looked in the mirror. People in the comment sections could not believe it. One viewer wrote, he'll love it. Your next boyfriend will hate it, though. <laughs> Another added, that's literally the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Uh, a third said, as a tattoo artist, I never do this to another human being. There were plenty of people saying they she would absolutely regret this in the future, even if she stays with Kevin for the rest of her life. However, Anna, Anna gives a shit, has responded to the backlash and told everyone that it's none of their none of their business what she does. Everyone was saying to me, I will regret that, and every time I'm looking in the mirror, I'm just like, I'm in love, she said in a new video. I'm in love with the tattoo, and I'm in love with my boyfriend, and I think if you really love someone, you just got to show it. You know, you just got to prove it. So, I think if your girlfriend doesn't want to tattoo your name on her face, you just need to find yourself a new girlfriend, because I don't think she loves you. This is the way you show your love. She addressed the idea of what will happen if her and Kevin break up one day, but she just said that this is how she's expressing her feelings. I'm loving it, she said. I'm loving it. I'm definitely not going to regret that. How can I regret this? It's beautiful. There have been a lot of people saying the video of her getting inked is fake and are pointing at the tattoo gun appearing to not be legitimate. Anna posted a clip to her social media pages insisting that the tattoo is very much real and it has healed enough that she doesn't need clean film over the the top anymore. Um, we had a lot to hear. Uh, That's rough, buddy. Okay, so, yeah. You guys can stop sending me content first now you can you can stop i'm aware of it uh and yes i that is content i would enjoy so like you weren't wrong in sending it you know people were like please stop sending in the shit and it's like yes um i could use some other shit to see but also like you also kind of know what content i'm into just stop telling me i look like fucking phil from i'm so fucking tired of hearing people you phil from hercules i'm like first okay I get some of the others, like the the, the ginger from Megamind, who's a hero. I, I can kind of see it a little bit. Uh, I get Jonah Hill. I'm like, but just that is the one. Phil, Phil from Hercules is the the, the one. I'm like, ah, I don't know. But anyways, though, um, I, you know, and then I could see some. I could see one of you assholes being a devil advocate on here and just you know coming on to me and saying. It's like, well, you don't love it. You probably will never find someone you love enough to tattoo on your face. I'm like, I feel like I'm not going to get anyone's name tattooed on my face. And so if I'm dating a bitch and she says, it's like, why don't you get my name tattooed on your face to prove that you love me? And I'm like, well, first of all, I refuse to get anyone's name on my face. So, you know, and so there, then we can, I don't know, maybe that proves that it's not you, it's me, or some shit like that. I don't know, though, like, I, I one, I don't like face tattoos, like, I don't care who you are, like, even if you're, even if, like, who would, I don't know, it just doesn't look, I even, like, am kind of, like, eh, on, 
uh, neck tattoos as well. You know, the chest piece, women, that's the new tram stamp. We all know the, the, the chest piece. Like, that girl, if that girl sucks, it's terrible at sucking dick. Like, she has to, I think you need to, like, she has to get it removed. Like, the chest tattoo is just God's way of telling you that, like, you're going to be really good at sucking dick. And you know what? Hit me up, you know? I don't have anything against girls with chests that I'm just saying that if you're not going to suck, <laughs> like, I demand that you suck my wiener. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, so, and I also, so I don't like tattoos I don't like. I don't like, obviously, I don't like anything on the face, not even really much on the neck either, but some guys pull off the neck stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't like words. I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm not a big fan of word, tattooed words. I don't know. I'm more of a fan of like use. I like tattoos that are pictures, you know, and I like it to be a little more on the cartoon side. You know, I, I enjoy playing video games that are a little more cartoony versus like games that just like almost look too realistic, you know? So like I'm playing video games to do it. And it's like, it has to either be, it has to be like, perfect for like a like a real person to be tattooed on your body or else it just looks like uh god gave up on the world so yeah definitely do that and uh definitely and i think the last thing i'm gonna say about this like i met a lot of kevins in my life uh one of my favorite artists his name is kevin kevin garrett he's great but i i don't know like when you think who you know when you think about guys named kevin you know because i really think you you grow into your name for some reason you know, because my real name's Sam, and everyone has a little brother who's in special ed named Sam, so I've grown into mine. Uh, I don't know, I don't think, I don't, I've never met a Kevin that's just like, man, that guy, get, any girl would be lucky to have Kevin, you know, I've never met a Kevin. Like, that sentence probably never was like, Kevin is, every girl dreams of being with Kevin. So, yeah, uh, this chick's on drugs, I'm like, and she's going through something. And I don't think this relationship's working too <laughs> very well either. You know, sometimes relationships aren't working very well. And, you know, sometimes we're stuck in the middle of it. And you know what? Life happens. And so now I guess we can move on. All right, next one is from comingsoon.net. A very much something I've wanted in my entire life. Uh, definitely something I think we, talk, we talked about it not that long ago on the show, I remember. Uh, from comingsoon.net, live action The Legend of Zelda movie announced by Nintendo. After the success of Illumination's The Super Mario Brothers movie this year, Nintendo has revealed a live action The Legend of Zelda movie is on the way. In a press release from Nintendo, it was announced that development will begin on a live action The Legend of Zelda movie. It will be directed by Wes Ball, who is best known for his work directing The Maze Runner, Maze Runner The Scorched Trials, and Maze Runner The Death Cure. The untitled Legend of Zelda film will be produced by series co-creator and representative director and fellow Nintendo Shigeru Miyamoto, as well as chairman of Arad Productions, Inc., Avi Arad. Avi Arad? Did he? Wasn't he at Marvel? Uh, it will be co-financed by Nintendo and Sony Pictures Entertainment, Inc., uh, with the press release noting that Nintendo is financing over 50% while Sony is handing, handling the movie's worldwide theatrical distribution. The release ends with the following statement. By getting deeply involved in the movie production with the aim to put smiles on everyone's faces through entertainment, Nintendo will continue its efforts to produce unique entertainment and deliver it to as many people as possible. The latest The Legend of Zelda game to release was The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which debuted 
debuted on uh, the Nintendo Switch line of consoles on May 12, 2023. It served as a sequel to 2017's The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which took the iconic Nintendo franchise towards a more open-world direction. So yeah, dude, I'm utterly excited. And I'm like a fairly new Zelda fan. Like the, my first Zelda game, what Zelda games have I played? I've played, uh, well, I started the SNES one. Uh, I've beat Breath of the Wild. I think Tears of the Kingdom. I think I just have to defeat Ganon, but like I've done all the shrines and shit. I think I'm just like not wanting to end the game, you know? I also haven't picked it up in a minute, so I might get back into it. I think it's just, I finished all, like, the adventure, like, exploring stuff, you know? Like, finding all the... Sh- I think I saw a couple... Sh- yeah, no. I'm doing so. Yeah, live action. Uh, very interesting. A lot of, like, interesting stuff going on here. No no casting, obviously. This is, like... I think they just approved... You know, they... They had the official announcement they're making it. So, uh... And I like the Maze Runner movies, except for... Except they're, like... <laughs> No, actually, no, never mind. I like the Maze Runner movies. I thought they were well-made and stuff like that. It's very interesting. Hopefully, it's, like, a, not the same style. I assume it'll be look different. It's going to look like a Zelda game. Um, it's not going to be an animation, which I'm not necessarily angry against. However, I don't think it's going to be that, you know, are we going to get that crossover? Like, everyone's thinking about, like, we need to make, like, a Super Smash Brothers uh, crossover, you know, movie where we bring all the characters in. I'm like, I don't know. Is it, is, are we in, do video games have to be an entire cinematic universe? I don't know. Which is also kind of weird because like everything's in a different world. And if you consider it like planets, I guess that works. But you know, Hyrule just seems like one part of a vast, huge world. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested in that shit too. Uh, I think the most interesting thing about this entire thing is Sony and Nintendo working together on it. So there's a lot of movie studios, and I think Sony is the biggest one to be like, where uh, we make movies, we have, we're a record label, we we make tech, you know, and stuff like that, and like they make they make the PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation 5 currently, and so they're technically competitors, but, I mean, in the movie market, they're not competitors, and, you know, at one point in time, Sony and Nintendo were going to work on a console together, and so I think they, they, uh, they beefed over, didn't I hear, like, they beefed over, like, whether to use CDs or cartridges, and then eventually CDs won, and Nintendo went to CDs, and now they're back to uh, cartridges mainly because I feel like aren't most most of those Nintendo Switch cartridges kind of like SD cards for the most part. That's what you know. That's why I kind of think about it. It's just like a an SD card with a game on it, something like something like that. But no, it's I'm very interested. Uh, I am very excited for this movie. Hopefully, I don't know, like because the thing that makes Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom so good is that it's open world, and so it's like you have quests. But you don't have to do them right now. You can kind of just look around if you want to. And I don't know if that's going to translate into a movie. Translates to a video game very well. But, like, as a movie, I don't know. I feel like they're going to have to do a very... A very somewhat vanilla story of... Similar to, like, just, like, a plot of, like, a game, you know? It's like Ganon or Ganondorf, I don't know. It's up to some shit. And then... uh, Princess Zelda's in trouble. What if, what if they made Zelda a girl? 
in this movie. Gen- do some gender swaps. Um, but no, I think we're all we're all ready for Danny DeVito to be Link. No, actually, Danny DeVito would be perfect. Uh, I think they. I don't know if they. It's very odd if like they add the Minish from like the Minish Cap. They just added like Danny DeVito played all of them. Chef's kiss. That'd be that'd be perfect. All right, we're on to our last article uh, we got here is from Screen Rant. Uh, Kevin Feige on reports of original MCU Avengers returning. Okay. Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige sets the record straight on the recent reports that original Avengers cast members are coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ever since the MCU Infinity Saga ended, the multiverse saga has been dealing with its ups and downs. The various movies and TV shows have having different results with the MCU audience. Even though new Avenger characters have been introduced over the past few years, there has yet to be a proper team-up with the next generation of heroes. As the multiverse saga goes forward, there have been questions about whether the original Avengers will have any involvement in upcoming MCU movies. During the recent premiere of The Marvels, Entertainment Tonight spoke with Feige and asked him to address the rumors about Marvel Studios supposedly looking to bring back fallen Avengers in the light of some of the shakeups with the franchise as he, was, as he said the following. We'll have to see, is that the answer? Fallen Avengers that are returning, is that the new rumor? I have literally not seen that. We did not discuss that after having the rumor explained to him. At the retreat is the truth. We are doing a project with Scarlet. I love Robert. He is a part of the family, but in terms of returning, we'll have to see. So, yes, last week we talked about the Variety article. Variety made a big article about uh, what the fuck is going on with Marvel right now, and apparently... Uh, someone leaked information about uh, about apparently what was discussed at the meeting. And one of the big, you know, big ones, like, what are we going to do about Jonathan Majors? And they were like, maybe we'll switch to Dr. Doom. We don't know, but they're, I think they're, at, at this point, they're just waiting for, like, the trial to end and, you know, see public opinion and stuff like that. You know, it's like, he could be found, like, innocent, you know, but, like, it could be, like, an OJ situation where, like, he was found innocent and uh, didn't, didn't, go that cool for them. And, you know, it makes sense because, like, they've probably had meetings. I'm guarantee, I guarantee you, like, the, the Avengers, like, the, the original six, you know, they're gonna come back. Like, they're, they're gonna have them come back. What I'm gonna say is, though, it's probably gonna be in Secret Wars. Like, that's when they bring back, because I feel like Secret Wars, and I don't know how they're gonna go about Secret Wars with this, but, from what it sounds, I don't know what, because, like, they have, they make two Avengers movies somewhat back-to-back, like, part one, part two. Uh, the first part's the Kang Dynasty. The second part is, uh, the second part's going to be Secret Wars. And from what I hear, it's like, from what I heard, the rumors I heard is that Kang Dynasty is going to be Spider-Man, maybe She-Hulk, maybe regular Hulk, uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson, you know, them forming a team together and, you know, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange and stuff like that. So I feel like that's going to be that. And then Secret Wars is going to be almost, from what I thought I heard, it was almost going to be our, you know, the MCU versus the Fox X-Men universe for something like, something similar to that. Uh, So yeah, I feel like, you know, RDJ, like, they're gonna pay him. They want to make that like the biggest movie ever made. They're gonna they're gonna put in the money. They're gonna put it down some money for some like actors. You know some old actors like Hugh Jackman is apparently gonna be one of the leads in Secret Wars and Subby McGuire. Like I guarantee they're it's gonna be an expensive movie to make. And so 
yeah, I'm not worried about. They're not. I don't think they're going to be like. Let's just bring them back. See what happens. I I can guarantee. I think I said last week. What I think happened was like you know sometimes you're in a meeting with people and we're throwing out ideas and someone threw out that idea and it was immediately dismissed and it was not discussed. But some asshole was like, I'm gonna write this down and leak it to Variety. So yeah. Um. But yeah. So I'm happy they're not going to do that. And you know I think Robert Downey Jr. mentioned when he was on like the Joe Rogan experience a couple years ago that he only really wants to come back if like there's a good enough reason to like, I guess like the character arc of Tony Stark is done. So he doesn't want to, you know, it's going to be a very interesting thing. Like, I think they got Hugh Jackman back and they, we all know he's going to be back for like two movies. So interesting stuff. Uh, I'm excited that that I'm happy that that wasn't it. Uh, like I said last week, I think we're going to talk after this break, we're going to talk way more about Marvel stuff, but overall, I think there's having a bit of a rough patch, but I believe they're going to nail the ending, you know, they're going to nail the ending, okay? That's rough, buddy. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nealist or your, your Nealist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier, whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift. Cash App lets you transfer money instantly, directly from your bank account, no need to worry about writing checks or handling 
physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today, form your app store, and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. Somehow Palpatine returned. So we have the Marvel Devil feature today. So we got to talk just Loki season two and and well, the finale. And then the Marvels both aired the same day. One on your home TV and the other in your someone else's TV. Uh, a movie theaters probably. Uh, so yeah, no. Uh, Loki season two. I'm going to talk about that first, and then we're going to talk about the Marvels. And then before we talk about the Marvels, I'll give everyone, like, a there will be a timestamp in the description, and uh, I'll put one on screen, too, eventually, uh, whenever that works out. But, uh, yeah, no, Loki Season 2, definitely the best Marvel show. Uh, definitely the best Marvel show that they're making, and uh, probably, I, I, I'm going to be real surprised if they ever outdo... Uh, if they ever do outdo the Loki, you know, you know, it's always like the ones like the, the MCU shows that are clearly the ones like doing the best are the ones that are thinking outside the box. Whereas like WandaVision, like you didn't know what the fuck was going on. Uh, but you knew, but you always thought somehow it's going to lead into Dr. Strange too. And, uh, it did in the worst way possible. Um, this show is just like it's the multiverse, uh, and at a point like the rules are all made up, you know. Whereas like Captain America, not Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like you kind of guess that like oh they're probably going to beat the villain, you know. I feel like I feel like the two guys that helped defeat Thanos could probably defeat Carly Morgenthau. I don't know, you know, this flag smashers, you know. It's like a lot of the stuff, you know, it's just very, you know, very. You know, they're, a lot of them have, are good, and then but like they're just like, eh, I don't know. Seem, but you know, I think we just compare them to other Marvel movies. But uh, Loki, the show, it is its own thing. So let's let's just I'm gonna go over each individual episode in the show, you know, and talk about it. If you're like spoiler alerts, like it's it's all you can watch it at home. Like if you can watch it at home. On your home TV, I don't care. I don't have a Disney Plus subscription. I'm like, I don't know, man. Figure it out. You know, figure out how to get a free trial. So, no excuses. Okay. So, we end 
from like season one ended how it ended sylvie loki's variant that he's loki's hot variant i like to just call instead of a loki variant just hot hot loki that's what sylvie sylvie is hot loki and then never yeah uh so yeah so basically loki kills he who remains aka a variant of king the conqueror as you know you know and stuff like that and then she pushes loki our loki through a time door and like the the show ends with like b15 and mobius not knowing who loki is and so very interesting there and then you see a statue of basically kang at the tva and then eventually he time slips so we learn that he that loki is time traveling through the tva which they did not think was possible so in that first episode he has to loki has to like basically get pruned and then once he's pruned his temporal aura will be back to him you know i don't know something similar like that and he and they make it and then you find out sylvie is just working at mcdonald's now you know mcdonald's probably put in some money and you were like oh my god that's the that's the bag for moki every time i go to mcdonald's now uh so yeah she just now wants a normal life so yeah that's what happens and shit like that and you know everyone's like figuring out just kind of like what the fuck is going on you know so then we get to episode two um Basically, Hunter X5, or who we call Brad, uh, decided to hop on and have his own life, you know, which, uh, yeah, you know, he just had to, you know, he was like, I, I think I'm just going to have a life. And he became a famous movie star. Uh, it's not Brainiac, or it's not Brainiac, it's uh, something similar to that. But, uh, so yeah, they basically have to, like, capture him. And to try and get information of where Sylvie is, because I guess they need Sylvie's help to save the time. Now I'm like, yeah, because the timeline's now dying, because it, basically what happened was he who remained kept the multiverse from going out of control. And so I guess there has to be someone. And yeah, that is one of the more confusing parts now I'm thinking about it, about the show, is like they had to save the multiverse. Someone has to overwatch the timeline or else... And they said the first season, variants of He Who Remains, a.k.a. Kang, the Conqueror, would come in and just start a multiversal war. But in the show, everyone just turned into spaghetti. So in my mind, it was, it's supposed to be like, okay, Kang the Conqueror's coming in and just fucking shit up, and we got to stop Kang from fucking shit up. That's why I thought, you know, and... You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that at all. So they had to find Sylvie to get more information... To, to help, or I guess they're trying to find information on Sylvie. I don't even know why they needed Sylvie, I think, just to figure out. And then a, one of the generals named Docs prunes a bunch of timelines and just saves them a bit more time for going undone. So, yeah, basically they had to get Brad from a timeline. It's actually a, a very fun, enjoyable to watch. From, like, listening to me explain it just sounds fucking dumb. Uh, so, yeah, you know, so... They're, like, looking for Brad. They're trying to find out where Sylvie is and to, you know, save the world, you know, save the multiverse. And so that's how that ends. They eventually, and they have to put Docs in jail and stuff like that. That Doc storyline didn't really go very far. I think it was just an excuse to be like, uh, we're going to prune a bunch of timelines. That way they have more time to figure it out or something like that. Uh, but then Casey finds Ravona's temp pad. And then 
you know, then they go into episode three. Probably one, probably, probably is going to be the most memorable, one of the most memorable episodes of this show. Because, like, the whole thing is 1893 Chicago World's Fair. Like, that's the whole setting of this show. And uh, you don't necessarily get a ton of, of 1893 Chicago World's Fair in Marvel. It's, doesn't really come up much. And so, basically, I guess what they're doing at this point is they have to find Victor Timely, who is a variant of He Who Remains, but not, like, an evil one. The one that basically what Ravona did was she she took the TVA guide handbook, gave it to a young Victor Timely. Victor Timely turns out to be Kang, even though Kang is also a variant from the 31st century. There's a lot going on here. Uh, There's a lot going on here. Like I think me explaining it is just making this all sound worse. So I'm going to ruin the show for everyone. Basically, they need Victor. They need his temporal aura and anything else he can do to help say the timeline because he's making a time loom. Basically, the idea is that the timeline is like, you know, if you look at rope and like you see what rope is, it's also just a bunch of little ropes put together to make a big rope. Kind of what the timeline is and the loom puts it all together and stuff like that. More about that. Uh, You know, basically they get Victor and, you know, you think – like, the whole time I'm watching the show, I'm just like, Victor, you know, obviously it's a Kang variant. Like, this dude's up to some shit, you know. And uh, turns out I don't think he was up to any shit. I think he was just there to help save the multiverse uh, before he turned evil, and that's what spared his life from Sylvie, who was going to kill any variant. And then, uh, you know, it happens. Uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, basically they they get him, and uh, episode four is, like, where it gets really, because, like, Sylvie, like, threw Renslayer at the end of time, but she had a temp pad. You know, you know, you know, stuff like that. The Ravona, I, I will say this, the, I love this show, and I think Gugum uh, Ra, terrific Ravona Renslayer, but I don't know how that story really didn't go, her story didn't really go super far. Um, basically, episode four, uh, it's just basically a civil war in the TVA, basically, and they're trying to see who's who, and eventually they, they figured out they can deactivate the the magic suppressant in the TVA, you know, and you thought there was going to be something, like, different, like, you know, in WandaVision, they, sh- they made the rule that if, like, if you make runes or whatever, only the person who made the runes can do the magic, and so you thought it was, like, all magic, and turns out it's, like, not that. So, uh, yeah, basically what happens, basically what happens is that everyone's having shit with each other, and everyone needs Victor, wants Victor Timely, and so eventually what happens is they mind control Brad, and then Brad uh, prunes Ravona, and you don't hear from her the rest of the series until the very end. Uh, and then basically they're like, all right, Victor, go down the time loom and expand it or whatever, and he immediately walks out, turns to spaghetti, then everyone turns to spaghetti, and that's how the episode ends. And waiting a whole week for that, you're like, what the fuck is going to go on now? Like, you don't know. It's like, oh, is the multiverse, is is the world just gone? Like, is everything gone? And then, you know, you get into episode five, and basically this episode was a very convenient way for for them to uh, go over, like, what was everyone's life before they were brought into the TVA, and so you like, Mobius, or I think he had, his name was, like, Don, uh, he, 
And I don't think he said wow in the show. So I'm also upset about that. Uh, he was like a jet ski salesman, you know. Uh, Sylvia obviously just works at McDonald's. That's all she does. Uh, Brad, I think, was an actor, but he didn't come back. Casey, he, he was one of the prisoners who escaped Alcatraz. Uh, B-15, she was a doctor. And then OB, he was just like a science fiction author and professor and stuff like that. So like you get to see like where everyone's lives was, you know before they were taken by the TBA. And, uh, yeah, you didn't get to know what was there. And yeah, that is still something else that you didn't get. Like what was Sylvie's, uh, uh, Nexus event that they're called Nexus events, right? That caused a branching timeline. And they never explained that but only in like, Oh yeah. It was probably when Ravona's memory was wiped, you know, by, by he who remains, you know, uh, and so, yeah, so yeah, you had that as well. Uh, and so that was kind of disappointing. You don't know like what, cause like the only one, you know, well, you know what happened when Sylvie got like when she was arrested by the TVA, she was playing with toys. <laughs> like she was like, I'm gonna be a Valkyrie or whatever. So that was cool. You know, uh, I didn't get to hear any of that. So that was cool. And then eventually that episode ends with Loki being able to control his time slipping and which leads into episode six. And now in episode six, very groundhog day, groundhog's day, like where like if they mess up, Loki is able to go back in time. Cause he's now able to, he can now just travel throughout time at will, but he has to go through like his own temporal aura. Uh, a cool, interesting way to do that. Eventually, after millions of tries, probably, they eventually figured out, but they figured out that the timelines that you do have to, you can expand the loom, but timelines are going to just continue to branch. So you either have to prune some and save what you can or go from, you know, do what you can. And so Loki has a couple of choices to make. So he could either, you know, now that he can just time travel at will, which is also, they don't explain why he's time-slipping much either. Uh, I guess just from from timely, wimely, mumbo-jumbo or whatever. Uh, so basically they're like, oh, you have to kill Sylvia or else we can't save what we have. Or just let everything be destroyed. And so Loki has to make that decision. And then he's like, no, I can rewrite the equation. And so uh, basically what happens is he uses his Loki magic and becomes like the God over time where he oversees the timelines and stuff like that. You know, it, it was a really cool sequence too. And then you basically see how the show ends is where I guess B 15 is in charge of the TVA and it's just to more, uh, maintain, uh, the timeline and to, and I think their main goal is just to like stop Kang variants, which they're probably not going to do that good of a job at, uh, just FYI, you know, but, uh, yeah, and then, uh, what was it? Miss Minutes is friendly again for some reason. That was a weird fucking thing. Miss Minutes was, like, sexually attracted to Victor. That was fucking, that was fucking weird. Uh, and that, that also went nowhere. Uh, Ravona ends up in the void, and it looks like she's being eaten by Elioth, but as the rules of television state, unless you see the dead body, they aren't dead. So what I'm guessing is they kind of showed her looking at, like, the Sphinx, and we all know that's Ramatut's special Sphinx that was probably pruned. So, you know, uh, so yeah, so I don't think she's gone. I think, I mean, even then, like, a variant will come back or something like that. You know, no, no one's ever really gone, you know? Uh, 
And then there's still all those Loki variants at the end of time still, too, like Kid Loki or whatever. Are they going to bring Kid Loki into the Young Avengers? Which I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so, and then uh, I guess Mobius returns to his old life. Sylvie, and I guess Sylvie's in that life too, I guess. They just, not like together as a couple, but together as friends, you know? And uh, Loki's just, you know, on his throne, you know? Glorious purpose, you know? And and supposedly that is the end of Loki's story in the MCU, uh, according to Tom Hiddleston on Jimmy Fallon. But just because it's saying it's someone's story is ended doesn't mean they're not going to return, you know? It's kind of like a... Because I think technically they're like... James Gunn's always been like, uh, Peter Quill's story was finished in... I guess for the most part in Guardians Volume Two, but he's still around. Uh, they're like the the Star Lord guy will return, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, though, overall, I, I described it in the worst way possible, but I think, but I do have to say, like it's it is the best show. Like I mean, explaining it sounds like fucking dumb. So yeah, there's the time if you have to explain time travel to someone, you're gonna sound like a fucking idiot. Uh, but overall, no, it's just. From going to going from Secret Invasion to Loki, literally is Marvel going from the worst thing they've ever fucking made to the best Marvel show? Is it you know? And and that's the thing though, because people always rank by movies, but now like I feel like Loki is a contender in there as well. And uh, yeah, definitely. And, like it's definitely a show you didn't know what to think about going in. Because, like, the rumors I remember hearing about what was going on in the show were, uh, it was like, basically, uh, Kang is going to use the Squadron Sinister now uh, to control the TVA or to harass the multiverse, and now the TVA has to go back and stop the Squadron Sinister. And basically, the Squadron Sinister, for those of you who don't know, and I'm surprised they haven't really done anything with in a Marvel movie yet, uh, they're basically the same power set as the justice league, but they're like villains and they're like parodies. I mean, that's the whole, the whole point of it was like, they're a parody of the justice league, but they're villains and stuff like that. And like Henry Cavill was going to play Hyperion, which is basically Superman of that group. Uh, so yeah, um, hopefully they'll bring that back. I think that'd be a good, I think once they start getting, when the main focus of the MCU is going to start being like X-Men and mutants and stuff like that, I think they would be perfect then. Um, yeah, Sylvie got a new haircut. I know it was like a mullet to be like a very eighties haircut. It didn't look good. I miss, I miss that season one haircut there. I don't know. It just, it just looked better to me in my opinion. I don't know. You know, who do you like the new Loki Sylvie haircut or the old one? I, I prefer the old one. Uh, those are like chicks I hang out with have hair like that. Um, but yeah, um, I'm really curious, you know, in regards to, where this will go, and, you know, uh, this was part of the multiverse saga, because, you know, if you think about the Infinity Saga, you think about, like, okay, what movies actually involved, you would say, the Infinity Stones or slash Thanos, you know, at all, you know? Uh, you would think, like, Captain America, maybe the first, I don't think the first Thor, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, then... Uh, I think the Avengers, do they bring up? Yeah, the Avengers. Then, um, Guardians. First Guardians, uh, 
a little bit, I guess a little bit, the post credit scene of Winter Soldier, then Age of Ultron, that used the Mind Stone, and then not even Civil War. Civil War is just important to know that, like, the heroes split up, you know? Like, not every story is involving the multiverse, but this was a multiverse story, you know? And obviously, I'm curious where they're going to go from there. I think, uh, I mean, obviously, the Marvels had something. We're going to talk about that in a bit involving the multiverse, but uh, I think the next, that next multiverse thing that's officially a multiverse thing coming up is uh deadpool 3 and uh definitely curious about where they're gonna go with that uh because the one it's like marvel parody and they always have like the 20th century fox in the void so is it gonna like parody this or whatever i'm curious too because i guess they're gonna bring back a lot of the fox and then we already know all the spider-men are in here too so yeah uh hopefully Marvel has communication. I, you know, like I said, I think they can, they can land on their feet with Secret Wars. I, I'm a definite believer in that. Okay. And now we are moving on to the Marvels. I saw that in theaters, and so I wanted to talk about it. So I guess we're gonna put up the timestamp here. Uh, right now is where the timestamp is for you if you need to skip. Uh, this part is just a text on the screen, and uh, the text will also be in the bottom, I guess the, the, the bottom, the uh, description of this episode too. So it'll just say, like, skip Marvel spoilers. All right, I think everyone's gone now. All right, time to spoil the movie. So the way, you know, sometimes, you know, with with this being work and, like, having to, like, plant schedule out everywhere in between with this to, to be able to see the movie, uh, between, like, band rehearsals and teaching and stuff like that, the best time for me to watch this was 4 p.m. Thursday, the day, of the, the day before the release, you know, because we can't do midnight premieres anymore. And uh, so, yeah, so... Movies, no one's wanting to really go to movies much anymore. And Marvel's really taking a hit because, like, they're not, I mean, they're not fully making, like, the worst content you've ever seen. It's just no one wants, no one cares enough to go to the theaters. And we, the strikes just ended. Like, both actors and writer strikes just ended. So now they can finally start promoting it. And it's crazy to think that, like, how much the, like, actors doing press really actually does help promote movies because like people because you watch like remember secret invasion it, it was garbage but you didn't have like sam jackson going on jimmy kimmel or like the rest of the cast going on jimmy kimmel and stuff like that because of the writer's strike and then uh now then that once the writer's strike ended but then the actor strike was still going on like you couldn't have anyone going in to like promote any movies and so i think it's a real big thing to say like hey i think you know, these press tours really do help movies a lot for the most part. Uh, but I went 4 p.m. on the Thursday, and there were, like, five other guys in the theater, and they all had, like, similar vibes to me. And we also all know that Brie Larson is the love of my life, and so I think we all figured out that Brie Larson uh, has a type. And that type is of men who are in love with her. And they're guys like, and it's guys like me. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that, that was not nothing. But, uh, but yeah, so basically to sum up the story from what I remembered it, uh, back in the nineties, after the first Captain Marvel movie, uh, Carol decided to go to Hala, 
which is the planet that uh, the Kree live on. I guess, like, their home world. They, like, colonized half the galaxy, but, like, this is their home world, you know? And uh, they had the Supreme Intelligence, which was, like, an AI that helped run the whole thing. You know, different cultures, you know? You know, it, it is how it is. So, basically... Uh, after Carol decided to go in and just fucking yeet the Supreme Intelligence out of existence, uh, the Kree could just, in the next 30 years, the Kree were just not able to function. <laughs> They're just like, so, like, they, they, I'm like, I don't know how, how fucking, they had a civil war, and if, I'm assuming, like, nuclear weapons could really fuck up a planet. That's why we shouldn't be cool about war, guys. Let's stop the war of things I'm not educated on. In a place that I don't want to get demonetized for talking about. Um, so yeah, they did that. And like basically, the three things is their air, they couldn't breathe, like their air was not breathable. Uh, they didn't have any water, which apparently you need in a plane, even like ocean water, I guess. Like you still need, I guess it helps with oxygen or whatever, or in that breathing and clean drink. I guess you can make clean drinking water out of it. And, uh, and then their their son was just not. I don't know how I don't know how that worked. Maybe it was just it's time, you know. And uh, and well, let's not even let's also not forget that there is a celest, not celest, yeah, a celestial egg, uh, inside of this planet too, you know, because all planets are made by celestials, and they put a baby in the planet, and then uh, once it gets a lot of people there, it breaks the planet in half and creates other plants, you know, you know, you know, we forgot about that and forgot about that part. You know, it's almost like these movies are having a hard time connecting these days. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, Darben, uh, apparently they have the technology to just uh, take like those resources from planets. Like the first, uh, like planet they took it from was, uh, the, the scroll colony. Remember how all the scrolls remember the remember in Secret Invasion? I know we're all trying to forget it, but remember when Talos was like, so there's Emperor Droge's colony, and then all the other scrolls are on planet Earth. And uh, we gotta see Droge's colony. <laughs> and uh and also remember in Secret Invasion when they were like <laughs> at the end of it, they're like, if you're a fucking scroll, we're gonna fucking kill the shit out of you. We're going to like fucking murder you when the president, when the, the president of the United States was like that. Uh, and then, yeah, I remember when a bunch of scrolls got killed and then they're like, show's over. And they're like, what? So yeah, now, although I guess that all, every scroll in the universe is on planet earth now. Cause they had, they had Valkyrie, which apparently they spoiled with the previews. I think at that point I stopped watching the trailers and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> And so now every squirrel is on Earth, okay? And uh, they could have made a, I mean, I don't know. So, so yeah. Uh, so then next they're going to this planet that's like all water. And it was like 99 point something percent water. And it's like, I feel like they probably have some water to spare. Like Earth is 70%. And even then we're like, if, if someone, if there was a planet there was just like, Hey, uh, we can, let's make a trade. We, our planet needs water. Your planet probably needs to stay alive. So we could probably, I don't know. We could probably make a good trade and it would help with the global warming thing. Cause I don't know Would would eliminating like 20% of the earth's water, like the ocean water, not like the real water we drink. Like would that, would that fuck up our planet or like, would we just be fine? Cause I feel like if 
50% of the planet's water, I feel like we'll still be fine. Even then, we're like, I think we have more water than we need. Uh, oh, yeah, and on that planet, they just fucking sing all the time. And they're like, some people were going <laughs> to, watching it, you're like, the singing planet. Like, some people are going to love this, and some people are going to fucking shoot their brains out. Uh, or they're going to be... When you drink alcohol? Uh, and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, eventually they're going to try to take the Earth's sun. They're all taking stuff that that revolves around Carol because she destroyed the planet. Now they're going to destroy, you know, you know, how revenge works. Uh, then eventually, you know how, you know how these movies work. Uh, Darbin rips a hole in space time and Monica has to stitch it back up, but it has to be on the other side, which is another universe altogether. Uh, specifically the universe, uh, with Kelsey Grammer's beast. Uh, so we had to get her to that planet because it, I mean, like I said, I'm glad because you know, people thought it was kind of like a cheap thing, but I'm like, we're telling them, they're supposed to be telling like an overarching multiverse story. I feel like if someone has the ability to open a hole in space time and to other, other, you know, universes, I feel like, I feel like the multiverse is going to come up. Uh, so yeah, that's how, that's how the movie ends with Kelsey Grammer's beast. And, uh, yeah. Um, Iman Vellani, like I said, perfect choice for Miss Marvel. She, you can hate this movie as much as you want, but you can't. But if I say Iman Vellani was amazing in that movie, you'd be like, yeah, I agree with you. She's just a perfect choice. You, you can actually, I mean, she's an actor and she's great, but you'd also like know that she wants to be there, you know, where like, you know, sometimes you get Marvel actors and like, you know, they put, and they put in their work, but you know, sometimes, you know, you, you know, I play gigs too. I'm like, I don't always want to play every gig I want, I get, you know, but sometimes you do it. And, uh, I think she is, and she's like writing Miss Marvel comics now, which is rad, which is rad. They definitely need someone like that doing the comics and stuff like that. Um, even, you know, overall, uh, I give this movie a seven out of 10. I, I'm, if someone gives it a six out of 10, I think it's fine. Anything lower or higher than six or seven out of ten, I'm gonna say because this movie clearly pacing in this movie was off. Uh, clearly, there was like some behind the scene dramas, I guess, uh, with it. And so, from what it felt like watching the movie, it felt like so. Marvel's strategy is they make the movie, they watch the movie, they figure out what they don't like, what they want to add, what they need to change, yada yada yada, and then once they figure that out, they do reshoots and. Uh, usually before that, we have to do reshoots for the movie. And he's like, oh, this movie probably sucks ass. But like with Marvel, it's like, uh, the movie sucks ass right now, but we can change it. And then they usually, you know, they usually make it work out. Uh, this movie doesn't feel like they had the opportunity for reshoots. It felt like there was no, or really, because it felt like they had a, they had of a good movie, but they did not get all the appropriate things in there to make it a solid movie, if that makes sense. It felt like, they just tried to cut together what they had, and they made it work. They made it work with what they had. And like I said, 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10, I think is a perfect uh, rating. I think Darben did have good uh, motivations. She's like, you know, like, like even if I die in this process, like, I want to save my world, you know? At least, like, good, at least, like, good motivations. I, I consider this movie overall to be, like, what to expect out of a Marvel movie because I feel like, I feel like with Marvel has been minus Secret Invasion because that was just garbage. It's always been like acceptable, amazing, and so we've just been getting a lot of acceptable. Like Ant Man the Watch, it was better than you thought. Everyone just thought they were upset that Kang died, so he's like, "Well, 
I think that's what's making it interesting. If we're going to introduce like 500,000 variants of Kang, I think like, you know, yeah, you know, one-on-one, I think Kangs would lose, but they have to realize they have to team up together to work together. And that's also a, a problem as well. So yeah, but like, yeah, I think this movie leads into Deadpool three, at least a little bit. It does. Uh, cause I guess Monica's in the Fox X-Men universe with some changes to it where her mom's in it too. Uh, will this affect Deadpool three? I don't know, but, uh, dude, Kelsey Grammer, I think Kelsey Grammer is a good, uh, Hank McCoy, just like an older Hank McCoy, you know, it's like, yeah, he can fuck you up, but he's probably not going to. So, uh, overall, um, don't say the Marvel sucks. If you don't like women, I I will tell you this. If you don't like women, uh, you're probably not going to like the Marvels. Just, you know, giving you a little heads up because, uh, there's three women leads and then the villain is also a woman. So if you don't like women, you're probably not going to like that movie. If you do enjoy women and you think women are good and uh, they make good content and stuff like that, uh, I do think you'll enjoy it. You'll see the flaws in the movie, but I think I think you'll overall enjoy it. I think it's you know it's definitely uh, it's definitely ten times better than uh, Secret Invasion. How do I breathe? Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes 
it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It is time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where uh, we go over any problems and concerns you have, and I just go ahead and just solve all your problems for you, because sometimes you're a kid, life is a nightmare, and... This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? All right, so without further ado... Let's just jump into it. Uh... What do guys do after jerking? This is the type of guy you get. Uh, odd question, but what do men normally do after jerking off? Then the crying emoji. I normally go into my boxers, then just toss them into my laundry bin. Then later into the wash. But I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said he just rubs his nut into his skin. I was disgusted, but now I'm wondering if anyone else does the same. Uh, I don't think that's normal. I don't think you're supposed to do that. Um, what you're, but I, I don't know. My either there's a couple there's a couple options of what you do. Um, we're talking about jerking off though. We're not talking about like you can't just fucking leave it inside a woman, okay? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I just fucking wipe it off with a, like, paper towel or some shit, like a tissue, maybe, you know, that's all I do, and just Kobe it into the trash can, you know, uh, yeah, um, I've heard about the sock, I've heard people talk about, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just jerk off into a sock, and I feel like that's, that really is, like, I mean, like, to see someone else's cum sock is gross, but in regards to cum management, as, as I always like to say, uh, it's it's actually, uh, it's not the worst idea. I don't know, like, I've also never had, like, the situation where, like, I watched that movie, like, Don John, and, like, I guess Scarlett Johansson made him jizz in his pants or something like that, and his, like, jeans were ruined because they were all, like, it had, like, this weird crunchy part to it. I don't know the best way, like, stiff, crunchy. You know, I hope you know what I'm talking about. I'm like, I've never had cum do that to anything I've ever worn, or even then. I could look up, like, an old cum tissue or whatever right now and be like, nope, it's not hard. Um, it does, it can leave a stain, though. Um, I mean, I guess the boxers aren't the worst thing, but... And I guess you're not putting them back on, you know? I've heard some guys that, like, they'll just put them back on. Uh, what should a guy do after jerking off? I don't know, uh... 
wipe it off. Actually, the best way for you to jerk off, you can do this. Sometimes sometimes you can't get horny when sitting on the toilet. Some guys can. I can't. But if you can just, like, nut straight into the toilet. Because I'm like, if, if you can flush poo down the toilet, I'm pretty sure you can uh, flush busted nuts. You know? I'm saying, I don't even think there's an actual answer. It's like, just fucking wipe. Wipe it off, dude. Uh, my parents found out I was looking at porn, and I don't know what to do. My dad basically came up to me and asked me to show him my search history. I said no, and after a while, he revealed my mom could see my search history and could tell I was looking at porn. I don't know what to do. This personally feels like an invasion of my privacy. This just happened, so I don't know what's going to happen next. I just need some advice on what to do next. Um... Yeah, I want to know what was what, what this conversation with. I wish I could have more conversation. I should set up like a line where I could like call people, but um, no, I feel like some of these questions are like way too personal. Like, I think we need to remain anonymous. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm I'm trying to put myself into your your dad's shoes. Uh, uh, like I said, I don't know if you guys are religious or not, but if I, you know. If my partner or spouse, I, I guess you, you can say, I can say spouse or girlfriend or whatever, whatever I have. Uh, if they, if they find out our son is looking at porn and I look at the porn and I, it's normal. Like if it's like something weird, if it's something weird, we're going to a therapist. We're just going to go to a psychologist or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. I can't deal with that. But if it's just normal porn. Uh, what I'll do is, uh, uh, we may have to have a, may have to have a talk. I may have to have a talk with them. And I'm like, Hey, this is going to be uncomfortable. Let's get through it. Uh, when you're, if you're going to look at porn on like a shared device, I don't know, unless they're watching you from something else, you need to go into incognito mode. They make that shit. Basically 90% of the reason they have that is for porn. Like that's a majority of what it's for. Uh, so, or in case you want to browse the internet without someone else on the same computer and the same account looking at you like that, I would be like, okay, Hey, and then I'd probably have a discussion about like, Hey, porn's cool and all, but like you need, I don't know, like treat women with respect and shit like, you know, like I'll give them that talk, uh, and stuff like that. So it's not going to be fun, but that's what I would talk about with you. Um, but your dad was just like, yeah, your mom saw your porn history. Uh, you know, I, mainly I would say, I would just be like, you know, like, yeah, me as a guy, I'd be like, Hey man, clear that, either clear that shit or go into incognito mode. Like, you know, like you're not on, you don't have your own device. Uh, you know, does that make sense? I'm like, I don't know what your parents are. I mean, okay. Maybe your mom's kind of a bitch. Uh, so it sounds like your mom is a bitch and your dad is married to a bitch. Uh, realistically, cause like sometimes women are like, I was looking at porn. I'm like, yeah, men look at porn. Okay, it fucking happens. You know, we have we have so much fucking cum in our balls, and if you don't want to suck it all out, then that's what we have. We're gonna look at porn. It's either like the options are, ladies. Like if you don't like a guy looking at porn, the options are uh, empty. Make sure like you, you jerk him off two to three times a day, or you shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, either you have to take that into your own hands or mouth, or shut the fuck up. So, yeah, it sounds like your parents are kind of bitches. So, uh, hopefully you can move out and look at a bunch of porn. Don't look at weird porn, though. Okay? You know what I'm talking about. How to approach a woman. 
What? I occasionally visit a law-related workplace for work, and there's a girl there I find cute. I deliver or retrieve paper for my workplace. When I see her, I'd like to get to know her and possibly have a relationship. But I lack experience in approaching strangers for such purposes. Um, hold on, I gotta sneeze. I'm getting so old, I'm making like loud noise sneezes now. At 25, I'm unsure of her age and feel uncertain about initiating a conversation. Should I approach her, we only interact at her workplace, discussing work-related matters. Unsure if she's interested, wondering how to initiate small talk, considering her busy work environment and proximity to co-workers. Um, okay, so, yeah, obviously, co-worker cutie alert. You know, is it a good idea to date your coworkers? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying. It's just that you have to accept that. You have to accept the possibility of, like, if we break up, do I want things to be weird? Or am I willing to leave this job? You know, shit like that. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, the best way to initiate a conversation with her, and I think, you know, it is definitely something that, like, if you're going up to a stranger, initiating a conversation, it is a little, you, you do get a little nervous with that because you never know what the other person is going to respond with back. Uh, you know, it's like the worst thing she can say is no. And then she's like, if me and you were the only people on earth, I would just burn the planet down instead of being with you. I'm like, God damn. Worst she can say is no. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think an idea that you can have is to bring up a couple discussion topics uh, that you can bring up and talk about. Uh, if you want to ask her out on a date, the, the best thing, the thing is, that, and yeah, the real hard thing is like figuring out what to do on a date uh, for the most part. Uh, that's why I think it's always important to think about, see all the little dumbass fucking adventures City has. And then deciding, like, hey, do you want to... And then uh, thinking, like, hey, this would be easy to take a chick to. And then uh, you, you know, you just go up to, you know, go up to her and like, hey, you do anything this weekend or in the next two weeks? There's this thing I think I wouldn't mind. you want to go with me? Stuff like that, you know, it's just ask them out. Just ask them out. Ask them to do something with you. That's all. That's all. That's all it is. And she might say no. She might ghost you. And you just got to, you know, move on. You know, you just got to... You gotta drink alcohol and move on. That's how. That's how it is. When you drink alcohol. Uh. So yeah. So um. Big thing I'll say. Uh. Think about like a couple discussion topics in your head. If you just want to initiate small talk, and talk about that. I always bring up like Garth Brooks. That that comes. He comes up everywhere. He he's come up so much in my life that. People I like never talk to. You know, like there's just people. You know, you see him at like parties or whatever. And then they just, they'll just start bringing up Garth Brooks to me. I think anyone who listens to the show brings up Garth Brooks to me. It's like, see, I was looking at Garth's Instagram, and I'm like, yeah, what'd you see? Uh, a lot of dead bodies. A lot of people wishing their family members were back with, with them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's not as simple. So just think of it. Don't be weird. Uh, bring up some discussion topics. And uh, she might not like, you could be ugly. So um, I don't know who you are. My girlfriend decided to end our sex life. I got one for you. 
That's rough, buddy. My girlfriend, raised Catholic, recently deepened her religious practice, leading to her decision to halt our sexual activities. While I respect her faith, I'm struggling to understand and cope with this sudden change. We've been supportive of each other's beliefs, and I've attended Mass with her when possible. Lately, she's become more devoted to her faith, and I've noticed a shift in her attitude towards our intimacy. When I confronted her, she tearfully admitted feeling guilty about the sexual aspect of our relationship and wanted it to stop. I want to support her decision, but I'm hurt and confused, feel sudden, and I wasn't given a chance to discuss boundaries. How can we talk about this? What should I say? Are there any, are there compromises in how do I channel my energies during this time? Okay. Uh, you have a big decision to make, my friend. So, and then I think, yeah, this is definitely is a big decision. So, you know, I don't think, let's think about, her for a second so you can't just you know you have to think about it in this sense you can't make like an ultimatum it's like it's either fucking me or god you know you can't do that because you gotta let her have her things and let you have your things and stuff like that but but you're talking about being in a relationship so if the sex if sex is going to be an important part in a relationship to you and if it really is and this idea of her saying like hey uh, now that I'm, now that I'm getting back with Daddy God, uh, you know we we can't be having so much premarital sex and stuff like that. And definitely, you're if you're Catholic, you definitely can't be using birth control. Uh, so, see, so yeah, you have to think, you know, about that. It's like, is how how important is who's more important, her or you busting nuts? And like, to me, if I was in this situation, I'm like, I probably wouldn't. There's not too much I'd get into this because uh, I have that whole religious trauma thing going for me. So I'm like, someone's like, I'm very Catholic. I'm like, ugh. It's like, you're like, because like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want, because I would just say no to immediately if you said you were Catholic. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to waste your time. I'm out. Because I'm not going to like have kids with her and then have those kids get molested. I'm like, I'm not, if I have kids, they are not going near a Catholic church for sure. And we're like, and then we're like, why can't I go there, Dad? I'm like, because uh, the guys in there molest children. And even if they say they don't, uh, they work for an organization that supports it and honestly lets men get away with it. So I'm out. And they, they have some bad beliefs too. I don't, I don't like a lot of their beliefs, uh, but they're worse people before their beliefs. So. Yeah, I think it's just really a deal breaker, and you can't you can't really give her an ultimatum. This is her thing, so I think at the end of the day, uh, you have to sit down and think to yourself: is is her giving me blue balls worth it? You know, do I like her that much? Is she that good? You know, it, it, it's you know it's, it reminds me of women on OnlyFans. It's like fifteen dollars a month to see your nudes. I'm like, are you that? Is what am I gonna be? Is this fifteen dollars I'm spending to you? Am I gonna get that good of content where, like, it's worth fifteen dollars? Like, are, are you that hot? You know, stuff like that. Like, you know, like yeah, you know, you have to realize like which one's worth it. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I know what I would say, but like, you know, maybe you're not. Maybe you're a little religious too. You know, you know. I like that. 
Should I break up with my girlfriend? Uh, dating my girlfriend for three years after leaving serious long-term relationships, red flags including uh, declining physical intimacy blamed on depression and 